Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to the Food Therapy Podcast. We have a very exciting episode today. Brittany and I, I've literally been like holding off asking her questions about her engagement so that we can have a real live candid conversation where we hear the story together. So yes, I know. I texted Lauren when I got engaged. I texted you when I got engaged and then you're like, can you just like save the story for the podcast so we could hear it in real time? Yeah. Because it's kind of like, I just wanted it to be very, um, candid, like I said, so tell us all the things. So yeah, I'm excited to share, but essentially kind of to take you back, Jeremy and I have been dating for about a little over two and a half years. And our first weekend getaway as a couple was this beautiful property in upstate New York, Hudson Valley called the Hasburg house. And we went there. It was our first weekend getaway. I remember I liked him. I was excited. This relationship was new and I felt yet really comfortable. But what was so interesting about this weekend is around, I think it was like on Sunday of our getaway weekend, one of my close friends got engaged. And I remember feeling so happy for her and also comparing our situations. I was like, oh my God, this feels so far away. Like, I feel like this relationship is so new and she's going to be planning a wedding. And I mentioned this on my Instagram stories because we never want to compare our chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. Mm -hmm. And I said this to Lauren too, because I'm older than Lauren. And it's important to like note that Lauren and Austin have been together for a long time. Lauren's also younger than me and we're at different life stages. And so, you know, when it comes to this idea of comparison. I remember I compared myself to this friend and I was thinking like, this feels so far away. Fast forward two and a half years, we're back at this um, beautiful hotel in Hudson Valley. And I remember, remember it happened like two weeks ago. I remember (laughs) um, people ask like, did you know it was going to happen? I'm not going to lie. If you saw my group chat, I was being slightly psychotic. I definitely got a blowout. I got a manicure. I'm like, (laughs) I need to be, you know, I just have to prepare myself. Like it could happen. It could not happen. Going up in the car ride, Jeremy was laughing. He's like, it was the least fun car ride of my life. You were just like staring at your hands and your fingernails the entire time. Really? (laughs) I think I was more nervous than him. I don't know why. Oh my God. So we got to... Hasbro house. We like had downtime. Jeremy is very, um, he likes to be on time. So everything is scheduled and he made it seem like we had to be at this bar at 5 PM on the property. As we got closer to 5 PM, he's like, yeah, like there's no rush. Like we're not really on a schedule, which threw me off. Cause I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Like I imagined he would have it like perfectly planned out. So we arrive at this bar, there's no one in there and it's a hotel bar. So it's, you know, it's really intimate. We sat at the exact same table we were at the first time we went to this hotel and he started reflecting and asking, you know, like, let's reflect on our first time here. And so much has changed. 
as this was happening, I'm looking around for a photographer because once again, I am insane. (laughs) So as he's like trying to be deep and rehash our, you know, relationship, I'm just looking around for a photographer. All of a sudden, nine people walk into this bar. I'm like, okay, this is not happening here. Like he's not someone who's going to propose in front of a group of people. Like he Mm -hmm. likes to keep things intimate. So as we're exiting, he was like, you know what? I have a pretty bad headache. I really want Advil. Do you mind if we go back to the hotel room? So I was like, sure. So we're walking back. Obviously I'm oblivious. So although I'm looking for a photographer, I don't notice that there's roses and candles and lights set up outside of a room. And so we're walking up and he goes, huh? Like, what's that? And I look over, I'm like, what is that? He goes, this is your proposal. (laughs) Wait, so that, that like photo and video you sent me, that was like the deck outside of your room. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, and that photo was, or the video was taken by the woman who was taking photos of us from the hotel. Okay. So we get there and I'm like hysterically crying, which (laughs) I have to say, like sometimes on my Lexapro, I worry that I can't produce emotions and I can't Mm -hmm. cry. And it was like actually a concern for me. Like, what if I can't cry? No issue crying. I was bawling mascara, like down my face. See, I always have, I feel like I have interesting emotions in the sense that like, this is really grim, but like, obviously everybody reacts differently to different situations, but like, if there's like a death or something, like a lot of the, depending on how close I am with the person, but a lot of times, like I won't react until I'm like at the funeral or something. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just interest. Like, I'm so curious how I'll be too. I don't know. Will I cry? Will I seem insensitive? Like (laughs) no. And I think also, cause sometimes like medication, it can make you feel a bit flat. And I'm I'm curious if you've experienced that too. So things that like normally would make me react, like might not, which is a good thing, but in certain situations, like you want to be able to react. Right. I don't think I've ever really felt flat, but I've definitely had moments where I'm like, is this supposed to be affecting me more? Right. Like, Um, should I be upset? Yeah. So I I think that could be a component of it for sure. Yes. And so we walk up and there's beautiful lights, like kind of like strung from the top of this. Um, I don't even know what to like how to call it, but basically our room had a private deck area and there was a table with roses on it and champagne. And there were just lights and candles everywhere is exactly what you would imagine in like the holiday or some type of romance novel or movie. It was so special. I completely blacked out what he had said to the point where I asked him to repeat it. Like once I like was coherent again. <laughs> and I may or may not have even grabbed the ring out of the box myself. Cause I was so excited, <laughs> which like afterwards I felt really bad. I'm like, <laughs> I was just very excited. Oh my um, gosh. But it was so sweet and amazing. And he asked if we could be present for like 30 to 40 minutes, meaning like really take the time for the two of us and not call friends and family yet to share the news. Cause once that happens, like there's so much excitement that yeah. it's it's really hard to be present in the moment. So I'm so glad that, you know, that was a suggestion that he made and we were able to sit and, you know, talk and it was so special. And we started to call our parents. I was laughing because I'm like, this is unreal. We called Jeremy's family. We called my mom who didn't answer for 20 minutes because she was eating dinner. (laughs) And then my dad declined when I first FaceTimed him. And I'm like, didn't you tell everyone what was happening? And he did. And I guess they didn't realize it was happening that night. Oh my gosh. Um, But it was just so special. And I feel like I'm still on cloud nine and I'm just, 
I'm so, I'm so happy. Like I, I find, I finally found my person and I feel like for so long, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. And I kind of accepted that maybe it wouldn't. And that mm-hmm. work would be like my, you know, my main priority and I would have friends and family, but I was able to find someone who's just the perfect human. Yay. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I literally couldn't believe it when you texted me. I was like, oh. ah! <laughs> that's how I'm, I mean, he's like, are you going to stop staring at your hand anytime soon? I was like, honestly, no. no. Like, I don't think I will ever stop staring at my hand. It's too beautiful. You can't. <sighs> I'm just, I'm so glad and I'm so happy. And there's, you know, I feel like the last year or two, it's been so hard for special occasions. Like I've had friends who've had wedding canceled or had babies during the pandemic. And it's, I will say it definitely makes things a bit more challenging in the sense that I couldn't gather all my friends to tell them or to like meet them at a bar and have a toast, but you make it work. And I feel like we've all gotten so used to virtual relationships at this point. And I'm just so happy that there's some like brightness and light in what's been like a really hard two years. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy because you guys have basically dated, you dated for like a half a year until the pandemic started. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious because I feel like there's so much there's so much just around relationships, weddings, everything. There's so much around finding your person. And then there's all of these like expectations once you do quote unquote, find your person. And then it's like, you know, I think that in the media and in movies and fairy tales, it's always just like, you find your person and nothing's ever going to be wrong. And you're, you know, so I think a lot of times too is Cause I remember, I forget who somebody got engaged and she was like posting about on Instagram and somebody asked like, did you ever have any hesitation? She was like, no, I always knew this was my person. I'm, I'm, I never questioned it. Um, and somebody kind of came at her and was like, I don't think that's really a fair thing to say because we're humans. It's okay. If you, you know, have hesitations. Um, and then I follow somebody else who her and her boyfriend, actually, they've been going to therapy ever since they started dating, like just like as preventative and to like right. have a great relationship. No, no particular reason. And, um, somebody asked if she ever had any hesitations or if she ever, this was interesting to me too. If she ever felt like attraction to anybody else, um, mm. or like questioned her marriage. I forget, but basically she went up to her husband and like read the question out loud. And he was like, Oh, all the time, like <laughs> as it, and it's just not something that's normalized. So I'm curious if you like in the beginning of your relationship or anything, if you were ever like, oh, I don't know, is this going to work? Like, because I think we're both anxiously attached yes. to people. Yes. So I'm curious what your experience is. So I think it was less about Jeremy than it was yeah. about myself. Yeah. I think that I had been burned so badly by people who were extremely avoidant Mm -hmm. that I was, and I remember actually from that first weekend getaway, I called my best friend Georgie and I was like, I really want this to work out. I'm having a ton of anxiety because I feel like in the past, like all these situations happened and I felt burned by it. Mm -hmm. And, but what I will say is like, from the beginning, what felt different with Jeremy, it it was not this like infatuation, like lust, like, like unhealthy type of obsession, which I felt in the past, it felt really genuine, Mm. really stable, really consistent. And it just flowed so naturally. Mm. He is one of the world's best communicators I've genuinely have ever met. And it 
creates such a firm foundation or relationship because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes something will happen and I don't speak my mind right away. And I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah. And with him, it's like, let's just get everything out on the table. Like, what are you feeling like? And that's been really helpful for me and my growth, you know, in a relationship. But I've always felt really safe and I felt really supported like from day one with him, which I honestly have never really felt with other people that I've dated. And that was like the biggest difference. But I, I think that people think, oh, if I don't feel like this insane lust and like, almost, um, lust is the best way to describe it Yeah, from the beginning. Like something's wrong. It's like, no, that probably means that it's right. Yeah. Like it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause I know like, I feel like with a lot of people before Austin, I had, I guess, yeah, it's lust. And it's also like, sometimes I felt with like people that I was with, it was about like status almost of like, Mm -hmm. oh, this kid is, you know, in this group or whatever it is. Um, And when it, when I was like, oh, I actually like someone not for any form of status or, and I just like genuinely enjoy them. It's like, wow, this feels really cool. But I did have a shit ton of anxiety when I first started dating Austin because Oh my God. Like, but it's interesting because I had so much anxiety and I was frustrated at myself because it it had nothing to do with him. It was my own anxieties about like, Oh my gosh, like I have to worry about someone else now. Like I was, I was only worrying about myself at the time. Um, and also at the time I had a lot of anxiety about like going out to restaurants and stuff. And obviously when you first start dating, that is much more frequent. Um, So it's just interesting to reflect on all of that. Yeah. It's also, it's scary when you love someone, because Mm -hmm. as you said, like, you're not just thinking about yourself. You're not just caring about yourself. Like you're caring about this other person and their life and their happiness. Yes. And it can feel overwhelming for like an anxious, attached person. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've learned too, is like, you know, he's not responsible for my happiness. I'm not responsible for his. Obviously we want to support each other in that, but um, you have to set those boundaries. And I think, you know, when we first started dating, that was our, like, I was literally creating, like, I I would create like negotiations in my head of like, okay, I'll feel secure in this once we're dating for a year, then he'll really, then it really means something. Or the first time he says he like wants to spend the rest of his life with me, like that, that'll mean something. And it's like, anybody could say that. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously from that person, you, you know, if they're serious or not, but like anybody could say, Oh, this is forever. Like, you know, so why did I like put so much pressure in past relationships too, you know? So, um, it's just wild to think about. And I, and I just like to point out that, you know, there, there are times in relationships where it's okay to be like, damn, this is hard, but also, you know, I, I know that we're capable of getting through this together and kind of going off topic, but anyway. (laughs) And I think going back to that too, it's, it, I think it's almost expected and normal for Mm -hmm. relationships to have challenges. Like it's, and not just romantic relationships, like we're talking about all relationships. And I do want to highlight that Instagram is this really positive reel. Like no one's posting about an argument they had because they didn't wash the dishes or an argument because they got home too late from work. It's you're posting vacation photos and Mm -hmm. love and all these other things. And I think it's really important to keep in mind that you don't know what's going on in somebody else's relationship. So not to compare what you have to somebody else, because you've absolutely no idea. Yeah. 100%. I actually have this, like, I don't know. I, I don't even post that. Like, I remember when, um, like in the past, 
when I dated people, I always wanted to post like, oh, he got me flowers for like validation from others to like show everything was okay. And now I'm like, I don't want to do that because I feel secure in it. And I don't don't care if other people know that. Can I be honest with you? When someone feels a need to post every single thing Mm -hmm. about their relationship, to me, that's a red flag. Oh, a hundred percent. Like if someone's posting like, oh, he wrote me this card. He got me flowers. First of all, I think Jeremy would murder me. He probably is not thrilled that I'm recording this, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. So it's totally totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that being said, like I'm very sensitive to make sure that what I put on social media are things that he feels comfortable with because it's not, you know, both of us decided to make our platform, our work. And so that's not for everyone. Totally. And I think, I mean, I've never even met Jeremy. We need to have a double date. Oh yeah, I know. um, I think him and Austin are similar in that way where I'm very much like, I'll put it all out there for the most part where he's very private and I don't like ever want to, um, like cross that boundary for him, obviously. So I, it's yeah. Another thing I was going to say too, is kind of going along this. Like I feel like in the past I've compared when other partners were so willing to go on social media. I'm like, Oh, Oh, like they're like part of their whole persona on Instagram. And like, meanwhile, I can't even get him to be in the photo of me taking food photos. Totally. See, this is what I'm talking about with being anxiously attached and having perfectionism. I've had to do a lot of work where it's not Austin's not the problem. It's me being like, why aren't you this way? What do you mean? Like he doesn't want to freaking be an Instagram boyfriend. Like it's fine. Which is a really good thing, by the way. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I've had to, you know, learn to do, um, like work on myself and reflect of like, why does that bother me so much? Mm. You know, is that Um, what you worked with Jen Diaz? Yes. So much work on that because she's like, why does that bother you? Why does this bother you? And I'm like, that's such a good question. And a lot of stuff like kind of comes back to childhood and a lot of it comes back to feeling safe, obviously not the, um, Instagram boyfriend part, but to a, right. to an extent it does, because if he like, doesn't feel like doing something, then I'm like, Oh, that's against me. That's right. You know, it's like personal. He's not being supportive. It's like, relax. He's being supportive. He, you know, he will take, he will take a picture of me, but I'm like, you know, those, those YouTube bloggers that are like, Oh, me and my boyfriend are going to the grand Canyon. And this is our whole journey. Like, and they like take videos of each other and it's just all relationships are different. And I think I would actually go insane if I had someone who did the exact same thing as me and was the same as me because we drive each other up the wall. I mean, you would also just both be on Instagram 24 seven. Oh yeah. Sounds terrible. Horrible. So that's what I mean by the, I don't, I guess questioning isn't the right word, but having perfectionism standards and then being able to reflect on them on yourself and being like, what is it about me that I, I am expecting X, Y, Z. I once had a therapist say to me, he was like, you are never going to find someone who has every single aspect that you are looking for in a partner, but you have to figure out what is important to you and what can you live with and what can you really not live with. And I think that's like such an interesting way of looking at it because we think that the person we end up with like needs to be everything to Mm -hmm. us. And they don't like they, really. they could have all the quality, like most of the qualities that we're looking for that are important to us. Like for me, it's safety, it's mm-hmm. connection, it's consistency mm-hmm. and all these things that maybe I didn't necessarily get when I was growing up Right. that I'm now searching for like in my adulthood. 
Totally. Yeah. And exploring that because you're never taught that. Like, I feel like most of the time we're taught, oh, well, it just has to be your person. Well, what the hell does that mean? Right. Right. Also, I have been kind of working through um, that book by, I have it right here. Um, it's by the Gottmans. They have like a couples therapy. Have you heard of it? No, it's a really good book. It's called eight dates. Um, and they literally just take you on dates that like facilitate conversations that normally you wouldn't like just off the cuff, be at the dinner table, be like, Hey, how do you feel about safety? You know? Um, so it's just been good to have those conversations because I'm definitely a much more emotional person. So, um, like having conversations of like what it means for me to feel safe. For me, it's not necessarily safety in the sense of like abusive or anything like that. Right, it's safety right. in that if somebody's arguing with me, I know that you're going to come behind me and say like, yes. stop doing that. Or, you know, like you have my back essentially. And right. I feel safe going to you for X, Y, and Z. So, um, and that's something that I've learned too, is like, yeah, personalities and like compatibility is important, but at the end of the day, there's so many things that can be like, there can be a conversation that's had and like things can change. For example, somebody's not a planner and you're like, it's important to me that you plan things. Okay. We can change that, you know, versus something that's like, well, I just don't agree that, you know, you, I can't think of an example, but mean like more of like the fund, if there are fundamental differences, that's different. And I do think that as long as you want in life too. Yeah. And I also think making sure you have some type of growth mindset, like I am by no means a perfect person, but if I know something's bothering Jeremy, I'm like, what can I do to help fix this? Like what, how can I show up and and help? Because, you know, no one's changing anyone, but I do think that when you care about someone, like you want to be the best version of yourself. And I think being in a really solid relationship, you're bringing out the best in one another as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was something that always confused me too. I'm like, okay, I know I want someone who makes me better. Like, what does that mean? Right. You know, and for different people, it might mean different things for me. I very much just need, I know what I'm going to do. I'm a very ambitious person. I'm going to do what I want to do. And like, I just need you to support me on that, whether you think it's psychotic or not. Right. Um, whereas for other people, pushing them to be their best selves might be like, you know what, we're going to make you a schedule and we're going to like go do this, you know? Yes. So it really just depends again on the, on the person. What does it mean for you to be your best self? That might even be for me, for Austin to be like, mm, I realize that you're starting to fall into the, you know, over-exercising trap or whatever it is, you know, wherever you feel like you need someone to kind of like check you on, um, that's growth too. Yeah. And in a non-judgmental way, which it sounds like it always is. So, um, but yeah, I think like conversations also in relationships are so interesting as you move further along. So like when you move in with someone, it's a relationship of like, what do you want to spend on an apartment? Like what, Mm -hmm. what are, what is important to you? Like, what are some household chores? So like, I feel like I do a lot of the cooking yes. and shopping and Jeremy does a lot of the cleaning, mm-hmm. which I so appreciate. Cause that is not my, yeah. my special area, but, um, and then with wedding planning, like what's important to you, like, what do you envision? And then as you go through different milestones and, you know, if, and when someone decides to start a family, it's like all these different conversations come up, which just, bring you closer to the person and help you to really understand like where they're coming from. Yeah. There are so many, it's, it's been wild to see all of those stepping stones of like transitioning from, you know, college relationship to 
moving in together to, you know, thinking about a house to, you know, there's so many. And like you said, like the household chores, that is no easy feat, like to figure that out. Um, but something Austin and I do that I really like, and not to like completely shift this from the engagement because it's just been the most exciting conversation and the most exciting thing that's happened in the past freaking year and a half, but two years. Um, but we like whoever cooks the opposite will clean and vice versa. So that's always yes. been helpful for us. But, um, yeah, I feel like we kind of totally took a chan- tangent cause we were planning on discussing, you know, wedding planning and just wedding pressure in general. But yes. I think it's definitely important to, to kind of talk about just how our society has these expectations and relationships and how social media portrays things and your person and all of that. I think that's super important. hundred percent. And this idea of like, you're going to meet Prince Charming and everything's going to be perfect and you're never going to have a fight again is really right. unrealistic. Exactly. That gets further perpetuated by social media, unrealistic really. standards and celebrity yep. in the media. Yep. It's like, it's like food and body image. Like I always thought it was perfectly attainable for me to have this perfect body by, you know, if I just, if I was just really strict and I just was able to do it and have more willpower, I could do it. Same thing in a relationship. It's just not, it's just not attainable to have a perfect relationship and that shouldn't be the expectation. And if that is the expectation, you're going to feel let down and you're going to question here with all the time. Yes. And I feel like we'll have like a, a whole other episode as I go through planning and just being more in it with wedding expectations. But what I did want to talk about is this, um, you know, once again, I feel like diet culture tends to come in through these milestones. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's college Mm -hmm. and not gaining the freshman 15 or it's wedding season and there's literally a, a quote called like shedding for the wet or shredding for the shredding. wedding. Yeah. And then you have a baby and it's like, get rid of your, you know, baby weight. It's like, I feel back. Like, yeah. It's like all these milestones, unfortunately, are just constantly being taken over by diet culture. Luckily I haven't experienced anything quite yet. And I think part of that has to do with just like what my messaging is and people who know me, follow me on Instagram, listen to the podcast. And they know that like, I'm not trying to quote unquote shed for the the wedding or whatever it's called. But I have seen friends of mine who they've gone dress shopping and the seamstress is like, how much weight are you planning on losing? And that's because almost every bride that they see loses weight. And it's not because of stress. It's completely self-induced. And so again, it kind of goes back to this expectation. I forgot it was one of my friends and she was just like, I'm not losing any weight. And she was surprised. Like the same church was like, oh, okay. Like, sorry, I didn't mean anything by it. It's just like most women who come in here tend to lose weight before the wedding. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of expectations that are put on women. And I will say a lot of grooms like also lose weight or try to like get into shape for weddings as well. Mm -hmm. So it will be interesting to see how that pressure pans out. But what I will say is I was looking at wedding dresses online. I was just like out of curiosity styles and every wedding dress they came across was on a very thin body. Oh, totally. And it makes it really hard for anyone. If you're not a size two to envision what a dress would look like on you. And it's, I even like, yeah, I was gonna say like, I Googled like mid-sized brides, like anything that just wasn't normal size human. Right. 
Yeah. I'm, I'll be very curious what it's like when you actually go to the stores Me and too. how many different, you know, size options they have. Yes. Because I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, that's crazy that the seamstress just assumes that. I mean, it's true. Like I would probably do the same thing if I was a seamstress, if every single person that was coming in was hundred you know, losing weight. And, and I, I'm like, for what? Like, is yes. it for the pictures? Because you're scared of being in front of everybody and you want people right. to talk good about you rather than judge you. Like it all comes down to something that actually has nothing to do with yourself. I mean, maybe there are some thoughts and expectations of like, oh, well, I want to do this for myself because I want to be confident on my wedding day. Right. But confidence in your wedding day. Yeah. You want to look good, but there's so many other things that have to do with confidence. To me, like when I, after speaking to several brides, like the, I I've spoken to people where they're like, I didn't eat for days leading up to my wedding. Mm -hmm. And I felt so weak to the point where people I've known have passed out at their wedding because they weren't eating anything. And, you know, it, it really makes me sad because the whole point of planning a wedding, like trying cake, like trying the catered meals and, you know, experiencing all those things. A lot of that gets taken away when you're so hyper-focused on what you look like. And I will be honest, like, I get it. I understand why people are focused on how they look and you're walking down the aisle and every single person is staring at you and you're in all these different photos. Like it's a lot of pressure for some, for anyone. Yeah. And I think it's important to learn to, you know, let that go a little bit. Cause I I've experienced the difference between like, say for my like junior prom, for example, I specifically remembered what should I eat this day so that I have a flat stomach Googling anti-bloat foods, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And now it's like, yes, I still care about what I look like. I'm human. I want to feel, you know, included, accepted, which a lot of times, unfortunately has to do with the way that we look, but I acknowledge that like, I'm still going to eat on my wedding day. I'm still going to, you know, I'm not going to fixate over how broccoli might affect my stomach versus like, it's negligible. Those things that are like, you know, morning skinny versus evening skinny. I'm like, Oh my gosh. It's just like the amount I used to obsess over that is insane. Yes. And I feel like it's important to think about like, what do you want to feel like on, and and whether it's a wedding day or a birthday, or maybe it's a vacation, Mm -hmm. how do you want to feel? Like, I want to feel happy. I want to feel supported. I want to feel excited. I don't want it to be consumed by thoughts around my body. And I do want to feel good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I want to feel confident. I want to, um, actually, wait, this is amazing. I have a photo from my bar mitzvah. I put on Jeremy's computer as a joke and I didn't tell him. (laughs) <laughs> oh my I gosh. called my friend that morning and I was like I look the most beautiful that I've ever looked in my entire life I'm dead oh my god we have to see if we can like put that in the show notes I know <laughs> um the point being you know I I want to look back and and just I want to feel happiness and I yes. want to feel just yeah happiness and there's so many ways that you can feel good and attractive that doesn't have to do with the size of your body. Maybe it's like getting a really pretty clip or doing your hair the way you want to, or, you know, wearing, I don't know, like a specific necklace or something like that. There's so many ways that you can like cultivate that feeling without being, having to be a certain size. There is something about a blowout that makes me feel very confident. Jeremy was like, I've never met someone whose mood is so dependent on how their hair looks. (laughs) Yes. But a blowout just, 
it takes me from, even if I'm feeling like a two, it takes me to like a seven. Oh, totally. I like, I just either. feel so like my mood changes. I feel confident. I, yep. yeah, I move easily. I don't know. It's I move great. easily. <laughs> it's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what, do you have any idea where you guys are going to get married? Great question. And no, <laughs> we're actually, we're hoping to look at some venues, but again, this goes back to conversations. Like I think right. it's hard to know what we want. Neither of us have really seen anything together. So I think yeah. once we start to like, look at venues, get a feel for like the type of wedding we want, the kind of wedding we want. And again, like, how do we want people to feel when they leave. Like I want someone to go and be like, it was so much fun. Like there was so much love in the room because to me, like that is such a different feeling. I've been to some weddings where I'm like, Oh, like there was zero love in this room. And then I've been to other ones where I'm like, you could, the love was like palpable. Yes. Feel it. 100%. Yeah. Those weddings that are just like very much focused on like everything being perfect. And like, obviously you want things to be nice, but it almost feels like robotic. Yeah. Like Trans yes. transactional is a good way to put totally, it. 100%. That's so true. Never thought. So about we'll that. definitely have more conversations. I feel like an episode once I start going dress shopping could be interesting conversation and how that feels. Yes. And yeah, I'm really excited. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of food therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at Food Therapy Pod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.